Here we go. Oh my god. <laughs> Welcome back, oh everybody. This thing is so up in my crotch. <laughs> fuck, look! <laughs> I'm trying to move this table and Thanks. it's kind of heavy. Okay. Thank you. Um, Enjoy that intro, guys. guys. Swallowed a table with my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> this is Bloody Dabba's podcast. Thank you and good night. Um, <laughs> honestly, I had started recording earlier. <laughs> so I was talking well. about like putting her titties on the table or something. I'm like, we won't, we won't go with that intro. Okay, here's why. We are sitting down on the floor my, around a coffee was, table. My parents have a really comfy rug. Like it's not bad to sit on this floor down here. But but, but where the microphones are. When we were testing the, the sound, so thank you. it won't be a travesty like episode 37 was. I needed to be closer, and then I was like, because I don't think, hey, tables can move. <laughs> Who says coffee tables can move? Not Shauna. Um, I thought I would just have to sit with my boobs up on the table. <laughs> and then I gotta laugh away from the <laughs> microphone because it's catching it. And then, and then the fucking leggy things underneath were all, hey, vagina. <laughs> So, what's, what's happening over here on this Tuesday you know, evening for you guys? Sometimes I and I get evening. sad about our one-star reviews, and then we say <laughs> things like this, and I'm like, all right, I get, get it. it. But you're still here, and you're still listening. Don't read. And My badge is a one-star. <laughs> Give her one and a half, and he's fine. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> I can't breathe. Oh, man. Isle of Men! No. Isle. Oh, yes! I'm like, what are you talking about? Isle of Men? Yeah! <laughs> That's our new country. Hey. Isle of Man. I won't lie to you. I didn't know where you were. Yes, yeah, same. And I looked it up, and then I looked at pictures. Mm-hmm. And me and Sean were like, we need to go. So I've decided my life goal, you know, amongst, amongst, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Amongst, it's fine. Amidst, she doesn't have them anymore. No, I don't. Still, <laughs> still brewing a human. She, and we keep vibing with a girl, like that's what my son keeps saying. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm just—he's so intuitive and amazing with his little self. But uh, anyways, um, I told Shauna, I'm like, I want to eventually one day, if we ever get to do like live shows, like you know, like I aspire, I want to go to every one of the countries that I've had because I've saved all the screenshots. I have them all. Yep. And they'd stay on Anchor. I haven't gotten away from Anchor. Obviously, you guys probably hear the ads, and you probably skip through them, and that's mine. I skip through ads, too. Yeah, I do, too, as well, because I still, like, I always talk about the Morbid Podcast, because that's what got me into podcasts. And I love Ashley and Alina so much. And I'm just a sucker for True Crime Garage. Oh, shout out to True Crime Garage and what I texted you about them. So, (laughs) my husband and I were listening to them, and the person they were talking about, this chick, was she was like banging everybody and like she used to be a cheerleader and like Hot. she worked at a hospital as a nurse in the ICU or something holy shit and she would like do backflips in the hallway and I'm like okay well, I mean whatever I guess teach your own but like <laughs> when you're like 30 late 30s early 40s like maybe don't and then flirt with everybody even though you're married and this that and the other Oof. anyway his words were he, he was talking about when the police were interviewing her he's like did they say uh listen here you boner smoker and I just fucking lost it I was laughing so hard I would love in a police interview to hear <laughs> boner say smoker. that listen here boner smoker well that's like um <laughs> the 
don't know a Donahue. I was trying to see what the case may have been. I don't know what they put on uh, Netflix or not. Daniel's, Danielle's just slicky? Never know. That was, I know that, that wasn't one recent. of the friends, one of the first, one of the husband who she was cheating on friend, his last name is Teets. <laughs> we all thought we liked him until we found out more about Teets. Oh, he wasn't the Teets. <laughs> he was not the Teets. Not the Teets. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, oh, I forgot what this story of my life. Mom right. brain is like brain plus mom brain. Yes. Boop, boop, boop. Yes. And but um today's episode is gonna be a little bit different. I haven't even told Shauna what it's about. I'm sorry. Also shout out what well, that's what we were saying with Isle of Man. Oh, Isle of Man. So yes, I'm so excited. Yes. Country number thirty eight. And for all the other countries and states and, and we're gonna come we're gonna do live shows in every single one of them. All yeah. of them. One day. So one might that's my bucket list. I don't care if I'm eighty years old and telling you about murder. She's going to push me around in a wheelchair because I'll be footless. My diabetes will have taken over. <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't even know her name. Where are my feet? Which will be much like the podcast now. So, yeah, time. it won't be any different. <laughs> All right, now onwards and upward tours. Yes. Are so, this is actually not... Okay, this isn't a true crime case. What? So, yeah. it's But it's fucking wild. Fantastic. So, I don't know what this person's actual name is, but this was another request off of Twitter. I know it's not Nate, but I do love him, and I talk about him every episode, and I will forever and every We love Nate, we love Mandy, we love Ian. We love all of you who listen. But wait till you hear this. I I believe he goes by he, him, so I hope those are your pronouns. Um, So I put, um, because I've been putting at the top of my notes, like, who requests these cases, because I feel like that's really important, and I don't want to forget, because yes. I would like to give you guys Thank your you glory and wonderment, and I appreciate you so much. Yes. So this case is a little bit different from our normal gore and murder, and it was suggested by our friend, whose Twitter handle is anti-gay. Oh, I thought it was he, him. Sorry, thank yeah. you, anti-gay. But, no, it, okay, he, I, him, I, I anti-gay. Dude, I, I love know. you. If I'm wrong, I'm so anti-gay anti-gay twitter that's all that's where we're gonna go from that but anyways so um but the level of weird this level of weird is right up our alley and i can't wait to see uh, i don't know what the hell that was i don't know i wanted to burp and then that noise came out of my mouth so you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) and it was like i can't wait to see and hear what you guys all think of this wild bonkers case um so this case is of natalia grace bennett um, this story has been compared to the movie Orphan, oh. um, a movie about a young Russian girl who gets adopted by a family and who ends up turning out to be a 33-year-old con artist. Yeah, don't say spoiler, she's not young. <laughs> well, I don't really know. But a 33-year-old woman trying to seduce the father and kill off the rest of the family. Yeah. I really liked, I liked Orphan because it was, it was, I don't know, I thought the acting in it was really great. I know a lot of people don't really care for that movie, so if you don't like it, I'm sorry. If you yeah. haven't seen it, lots of spoilers. She's a killer. Yeah. Or she and tries to be a killer. Young. Yeah. She's currently 33. 33. <laughs> Even though the actress is like a teenager though. But yeah. it's I, the movie, the concept mm-hmm. in my mind mm-hmm. was interesting and yeah. unique. Different but the, take. the way the mo- the I don't remember because it was years ago, but like, I should turn that down. Sorry, folks. Um, if you don't like watching birds be uh, but I anyway, hurt, it, but, but the concept that. for sure was good. But let's. Yeah. Onward. But, okay, so, like I said, um, Natalia Grace Bennett, um, her her story's crazy. So, her first birthday is said to have been on September 4th, 2003. I said first for a reason, and we'll get to that here after a while. 
Um, she had been given up by her previous adopted family and was then adopted by Christine and Michael Barnett. Um, they were under the impression. Yes, I'm fine. Impression. Mm -hmm. They were under the impression that she was a six-year-old girl originally from the Ukraine with a type of dwarfism called uh, spondylophysial. Something. Okay. That was on point. That was exact. I'm a doctor. <laughs> I magically got my doctorate in a week. <laughs> so she has a type of dwarfism, and it. Um, I explained the condition because I wanted to know what the hell that was because I can't say it. <laughs> this condition affects the bones in the spine and can result in difficulty breathing, early onset arthrit arthritis, I can't, and weak joint mobility. Mm. So that's what, like, she had issues with walking and she was small in stature. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, the Barnetts had three other children, um, Jacob, who was a physics genius, um, his achievements were actually in the spotlight in the early 2000s. I don't know if I mentioned the other two children in this. I might later on. If not, they're four kids total. But, but nobody cares about them, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's not Sorry, great. that's my family. It's hilarious. But not really. <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty normal the first two years that they had Natalia. But um, after those two years, the Barnetts filed a motion with the Marion County Superior Court to get the child's birth year changed from 2003 to 1989. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Mark, making her not eight years old, but actually 22. These people were super convinced they had been duped by a Ukra Ukrainian woman posing as a child to get people to take care of her. Oh, yeah. So, I'm going to stop with my notes for a second. I mean, second. if wasn't married. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> take the <laughs> <laughs> That's like on that scene in Bridemaids. Help me, I'm poor. Yes. Me. <laughs> now. Always. Um, but there's a doc. Dr. Phil ended up going and interviewing her. Okay. And I'm like, and I'll, I think I have the link in my notes. Do I have it? No. Maybe we should just do little blurbs where we pause and then we play the little thing. Yeah, I we, should. We should. But well, it's more, I want them to go and look at her. I know, but it still seems like super professional and that'll make yeah, us no. think we're kind of a little bit more professional and maybe it'll help us get less one star ratings. <laughs> or, so what, it just makes us feel a little bit better and cooler. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually got that planned for um, episode 40. You really like it. Because, um, hey, oh, episode yes. 40. Sorry, well, um, <laughs> it's fine. Mm -hmm. No, but I, um, well, Morbid ended up covering a case I was wanting to do. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I didn't want to be like, oh my God, you guys are copying them. People and talk shit. Really. Yeah, because I remember they did a case and then Crime Junkie, which is another big, huge, ginormous, amazing podcast. Mm -hmm. They covered the same case in the same week, and they're like, we did not get to rub together and be like, uh, no, 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 no. Well, and I think they'd give each other shout-outs if they did. So yeah, exactly. And be like, like, oh. Let's just be good and enjoy things that Yeah, and sometimes you hear interest. different things. Yep. Like when I was researching for the first, the freaking Hillside Stranglers, I learned a lot from other podcasts. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. now that the babbling is over. Well, but now. yeah. For now, exactly. So, um, these people were not super convinced they, or they were convinced they'd been duped. Um, they ended up taking this supposed, she's legally eight years old, her birth year was not changed, so they take her to an apartment in Lafayette, Indiana, and they paid for the rent, and the family ends up taking off to Canada and leaving this said child in an apartment by herself mm. because um, they're... Like I said, their son was a super genius, and they were going to, um, in physics, 
and there's actually like a story on him in like 2020 or Dateline or something mm-hmm. like that about like how intelligent he was and they moved to Canada to um so he can go to school and make his brain even bigger so fantastic <laughs> leaving this child I put quotes child unattended so in one interview with the Daily Mail um there was this is where I got a lot of the notes from was this interview um Christine said things changed soon after the adoption went through um, she stated Natalia started behaving in ways that didn't correlate with the age she was stated to be. So, um, they adopted her when she was six. She's six. Six. Yeah, right. I'm really conflicted about this one. It's it's, it's a doozy. Auntie Gay, you, you, you did me, you did me a, a doozy. That's solid. Yeah, it's solid, solid for doozy. my, solid doozy. I'm mm-hmm. fine. She said she was had a very advanced vocabulary for a child of her age and was even showing signs of her already having her period as there were bloodstains in the girl's underwear at six years old. Which, I mean, that's not impossible, but very but, uh, but like with her dwarfism, like, I don't, I don't know. Right. I don't know. Right. Right. There's more about that later. So Christine said a bone density test done on Natalia suggested she was at least 14 years old at the time of the adoption. That next year... Um, Natalia's mental health began to deteriorate. Um, Christine claimed Natalia threatened to stab her and Michael while they slept, poured bleach in Christine's coffee, and even once tried to push Christine into an electric fence. But I'm like, not that the, I don't know if these things happened. I wasn't there. But I'm like, if she's got these issues with being her size and age. Can't you just punch her across the fucking lawn? Sorry. Yeah. Not only that, but if she's got all this, these like issues with being having dwarfism, mm-hmm. like how would she be able to push her? Like mm. you're a grown ass adult, and this little person. Uh, okay, I just I'm fine. Sorry. So, rant over. Natalia ended up being treated for various psychiatric disorders by specialists who said that Natalia told them she was indeed an adult. This is when they filed the motion to have her birth year changed. So now we're moving to 2013. I don't know when. So, she when was, did they leave her in the hotel? Uh, that's when she was left because she was born in two thousand three, so unquote. to speak. Right. Um. So she was adopted in twenty eleven, and then twenty thirteen is where we are now. Okay. I was just trying to give us a timeline. I graduated in twenty eleven. Hey oh. I graduated anyway. in ninety nine. <laughs> hey oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. So in 2013, that's when the family rented her the apartment, set set her up with a social security number, welfare welfare really? programs, and then they moved to Ontario, Canada. So they weren't assholes. They're like, listen here, you duper. We're <laughs> gonna set you up. No, leave yeah. us the fuck alone. Right. Basically. Okay. So, like I said, moved to Canada for their son to um, study f- further physics at. Um, Christine ended up having no. I'm saying I'm a lot. I am so sorry. Christine had zero contact with the supposed eight-year eight-year-old girl and was fearful she would find another family to con a life out of. So, this child, if she's a child, she went on to live a year by herself and was fine. Well, yeah. Nothing. There was no issues. Buying her own tampons. Probably. I don't. She's <laughs> like I don't know what child could thrive. And not have the neighbors questioning anything, but nothing was suspicious. Mm. My favorite word. Don't be suspicious. Mm. So I'm like, how is, I'm like, I think of myself, we moved here when I was eight. I'm like, I ended up being late to school one day as an eight-year-old because I was watching Bob the Builder. Mm. I'm like, I was not responsible. But you weren't, you were actually eight. Yeah, I was actually eight. Like, pretending to be eight. Right. So So to speak. So to speak. It's just... 
and looking at her, it's really, I just don't fucking know. It's, well, that's that's how it works. Yeah. She doesn't look it. No, the she doesn't. The opposite of Benjamin Button, or it is that the Benjamin Button, I don't know. Maybe she looks super old when she was born. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. She's but, come out of prune. <laughs> this makes me think of that Spongebob episode where the grandma is literally just a spine and a head. <laughs> he's, he's selling chocolate! Chocolate! What did you say? It's <laughs> one of my favorite Spongebob episodes. Anyways, so Christine and her husband Michael, they um, later on, they ended up divorcing um, since the case has begun. But they were charged on September 11th. Uh, I think this is in 2000. I don't know what years this is. Mm-hmm. Yep, with two counts of felony neglect of an a, a de- of a dependent. So Christine claims of the bone density test conducted confirmed Natalia was 14 years old. Um, the affidavit was reviewed, and Dr. Riggs at the Peyton Manning Child's Children's Hospital estimated that same year she was in fact approximately eight years old. So the bone density test showed she was eight. That's what the doctor said. <laughs> so. Then we go to medical records also showed that in June of 2012, a skeletal survey at the same hospital found Natalia to be around 11 years old, according to the affidavit. This is stuff from the, I pulled from the court documents. Affidavit also said that Michael Barnett confirmed to police on September 5th that a court changed Natalia's birth year from 2003 to 1989. He also said Christine told Natalia to tell people she was actually 22, Michael allegedly told police that he and Christine knew the doctors at the hospital, determined Natalia was in fact a child, and that he believed Natalia was a minor when the family relocated to Canada and left her alone in Lafayette. No, really? So I'm like, I'm wondering if... I'm like, I'm wondering just because, you know, him and his wife divorced, so they were like, oh, we're gonna just... But wasn't he effing her? So, come on. Then that would mean you're fucking a minor, you sicko. Well, no, that's just the movie The Orphan. Okay. Sorry. I don't think they were. They're a lot of stuff off of the movie. <laughs> but it's just, it's crazy, like, the correlation between it, because it's so freaking similar. So, um, despite these details, Michael's lawyer, Terrence Kinnard, disputed these claims. Kinnard said Michael never said he knew Natalia was a child and claimed the affidavit was very selective about which medical reports it cited. So, there's just a lot that's just fallen through the hoops or wasn't accurate. I don't know. So there isn't much to say in fact to confirm the actual age of Natalia. Um, She's now living with this family. Um, They're called the Manns family. Their last name is Manns. M-A-N-S. Manns. Yeah, Manns. In Indiana, she uh, full-on denies she's a scam artist and denies allegations that she even tried to poison Christine Barnett. She maintains the fact that she is, in fact, 16 years old at that <laughs> is time. Is she still six? Or six. She's just <laughs> six, five or six years old. No, at the time, I don't remember when I was... Because, okay, 2003. She would be 18 this year. Did I do the math right? I don't know. I'm not good at math. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I guess. Someone's going to be like, you're an idiot. Nope. I think it worked. 2003. Well, well, that's Ethan. Was born in 03. So, Ethan. Wait a minute, I'm a mother of somebody who was born Ethan in Ethan was year. born in 2003. Yes, my nephew will literally be 18 soon, <laughs> like in the next few weeks. I'm such a good mom. Oh, I'm wow. a terrible aunt, and I'm fine with that. You're fucked off. You're the aunt. That's, like not a, that's not, I mean, I know you're the birthday queen, but hello. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, you didn't birth him, it's so, just you know, there's, still, there's, it's still fine. mommy. Well, yes. whatever. Okay. No. <laughs> so, okay. Um, so at the time of all the notes that I was finding in the interview with Dr. Phil, she was claiming she was 16 years old and the age that Corson, spo- uh, Corson? 
croissant. <laughs> I dropped my croissant. That, oh my god, it corresponds with her year of birth on her Uc- Ukrainian birth certificate. So, I like I put in here, I watched the clip of the interview she did on Dr. Phil and her behavior. Bef- bef- mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. I'm done. You know, this, is, this is where it ends, guys. Yep. I tooted. She her did. behavior <laughs> was rather <laughs> sketchy. She's been newly adopted at the, at the time of the interview and was 16 years old. Although, in my opinion, I was like, she looked heavily mature for a 16-year-old. And then I, I, like, I went and read the comments of the people. And they're like, she doesn't look like a 16-year-old child. Could you have looked at when she was six? Yeah. And you took her to a dentist. Did she have all her adult teeth? Right. Prior? Because when you're six. I think about dentists. You're not going to have all your adult teeth. Ooh. So Somebody's like, going to be like, you know what, Shauna, you're absolutely wrong, and then they're going to pull up some facts for me, and that's fine. I would love I to be told that. wrong, but I look forward to this my knowledge day. and having five children at six years old, you do not have all your adult teeth. Right. You're losing your little baby teeth first and getting those adult teeth coming in. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I have a 10-year-old and a 9-year-old who are still losing teeth. Yep. All right. Okay. Rant right over. So I'll post pics to show that she just doesn't look, she doesn't look 16, but I know that there's kids out there who mature faster, and I don't know if dwarfism would prevent that or enhance that. I don't Or this specific know. type of dwarfism, or yeah. just genes in general, because I don't think you have to have dwarfism to possibly look and like an infant when you're 30. Right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, I could be wrong. I was like, I probably am, but still something with her responses to the vague-ass questions Dr. Phil asked her were just that, vague. And the fact that she knew so much about President Roosevelt. It's just weird. (laughs) How does she know what he was wearing on the 12th of July? (laughs) How did she fucking know? What are your secrets? Do you hear me, Natalia? Write in to us. Oh, Natalia. In one clip, he full-on asks her, Are you a 33-year-old scam artist? And she simply says, No. No, I am not. With like a half giggle and a weird-ass smirk. Like, (laughs) No. I'm not. <sighs> no. It was just weird. But a scam artist and a, somebody like that, if they're not gonna, they're not gonna say they are. They're Especially like, not on national television. Yeah, so, yeah. Natalia, I'm almost done with my notes here. But um, Natalia said that she felt loved and was happy when she had first uh, been adopted by the Barnetts, and she's like, I act- the, okay. She says, I actually thought I had found the right family after bouncing from a lot of families, and then I put in parentheses here. It said 30 different families supposedly was the number in the Dr. Phil clip I watched. Um, I thought I had, she's like, I thought I had found the right family for me. She had surgery for her dwarfism, and that's when things went downhill, and her parents started questioning her age. In a different article, it said she had already had her period, as earlier mentioned, and that she even had pubic hair. Not super likely, but not unlikely. Mm -hmm. And the family she is with now said she has been with them for six years, and that Natalia does not menstruate at all. Like, she's going through menopause. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Hold on. Like Christine claimed, I, and I put in parentheses, I'm like, possibly related to dwarfism, or is it already menopause? <laughs> yeah, I went there. Yeah. <laughs> Great minds, baby. Great minds. <laughs> like, that's so fantastic. Because I'm like, well. Yeah, that's Because my mom's, my mom's friend's daughter, she's I think and she was already starting to go through menopause like mm-hmm. she wasn't even supposed Pretty to have her three kids yeah, yeah. and she ended up having three kids so I just 
<laughs> this is why we are sisters. So, um, with the neglect charges on the Barnetts, they pleaded not guilty on September 27th. Michael Barnett has filed a motion to dismiss both counts on fel of felony neglect of a dependent. They had a pretrial rescheduling set for November 11th, 2019, Addie's birthday, my mm -hmm. niece, and a jury trial on January 28th, 2020. Later on in 2020, the charges were initially dropped. Good. That poor family, those years waiting, though. Holy stuff. Yeah. Wait. But I was like, overall, this story is a wild ride of emotions and trials and tribulations. Um, if, if she found a family and is, in fact, a teen, she would be 17 this year. If not, then, well, I hope adult, adulthood. Adult. Wow. Here she goes, guys. Try again. Adulthood treats her accordingly. Yeah. Because, I mean, technically, she's the age of a grandma. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's the size of one, too. So, I just, anti-gay. Kudos, my Thank friend. You. They, um, I think he's. I'm not really bad if that's miss. I don't fucking know. I don't know what she's saying. I don't. We're all in this together. Let's figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to be misgendering anyone. Oh, gotcha. That would feel absolutely fucking horrible. Well, and if that's the case, if we are misgendering, we apologize. Yeah, we meant no disrespect and let us know. Because our at is Duchess Samal Samala. A stern lesbian is good for everything for everyone. He goes, they go by he, she, and they. Okay, okay, so I did not. And I love, so I'll have to let them know. I'll be like, hey -o! Yeah. They, um, they've, re they've requested another, um, a 19th century historian murder lady. Nice. So, um, I've got that Thank on my you. list. So, um, yes. And guess what, guys? Guess what? Guess who brought a freaking <laughs> rabbit hole did. for the first time in forever? In forever okay, I have something to read to you. Cause that's what we do. Yeah. What did I say I was gonna call this? I, I forgot. Don't fucking know. Something oh, about was, Edgar Allan Poe. No, I know that. Yeah, but okay. I was. Whatever. I, I thought I had a fun name, but now I can't remember. It probably was, but it was probably the greatest name ever. It was probably really wicked cool, and people were like, "Ah, oh, Peeper, Peeper, Peepers, Peepers." Anyway, I don't remember what I was going to call this little rabbit hole, but it's just um, yep. random info. It, it's it's nothing, and yet it's everything. <laughs> All right, lay it on me. I don't know how many. <clears throat> I don't know how well, to speak. First of welcome all, welcome to podcast where we don't know how to use our <laughs> words. Foremost, my name is Shauna, and I don't speak well. All right, Hi, so <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'm fine. Yep, I love it. I love okay, it. so okay, here we go. Just just spitting out information for you guys. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. We don't have <laughs> spilt fil or pop filters. Okay, here we go. Yeah, we don't have them. Nope. Edgar Allan Poe died mysteriously after having been missing for six days. Though still alive when he was finally found, he was wearing someone else's cheap clothes and not coherent enough to tell where he'd been. He disappeared en route to his own wedding. What? Poe's death left a mystery that has lingered for more than a century. There are many speculations as to what happened before his passing and what caused his death, but no death certificate <laughs> seems to have been filed. Re -re -re Remix! Yeah! <laughs> a local newspaper reported Poe's cause of death as congestion of the brain supposed to be a euphemism for alcohol poisoning. I really Ooh. like the congestion of the brain. And by the way, I got these um, these little randos Facts. from Weird History. Oh, so. okay. Alright, so that one was about Poe. Oh, if you okay. guys want some wicked cool 
paintings of things Edgar Allan Poe related, go see our friend Wildling Wonders Art. Plug. Or if you want just wicked, weird, amazing, beautiful art and photography and all other freaking amazing yes. things, her boothang, dystopian. Yes. I'll add their links into our show notes. Make a little note to do that, Nicole. Yes, ma'am. Notes taken. Take and we love you guys. Ian, Mandy, Nate, and Auntie. Auntie Gay. Auntie Gay. Okay, Theodore Roosevelt Teddy. wrote his undergraduate thesis, thesis, hey guys, thesis, in 1880 about equal rights for women. What? Theodore Roosevelt's 1880 inauguration, no, not that word at all. Let's start, let's start with actual, the actual word. 1880 undergraduate, yep, thesis at Harvard was titled, the practicability of equalizing men and women before the law, which argued for women's rights, including property ownership, and argued that women ought to keep their birth names upon marrying. Huh. You'd purely, in the abstract, I think there can be no question that women should have equal rights with men, especially as re- regards the, the laws relating... I'm You're doing la- great. I'm really not. <laughs> especially as regards... The laws relating to marriage, there should be the most absolute equality between the two sexes. Uh-huh. I do not think the woman should assume the man's name. Oh, Right? In 1880. Wow, you hey. go, Teddy Roosevelt. Hey See, and we could find out more about Teddy Roosevelt if that chick would actually say her fucking real age. But no, she's going to lie and say she's 16 or 15 or 12 or whatever. Negative 7. All right, here we go. Janice Joplin. <gasps> Yeah. I love Janis Joplin. Janis Joplin wanted her funeral to be a rager and left money in her will dedicated to the party. I mean, she died really. She died at my age. She was twenty-seven. Wasn't she a part of the twenty-seven club? Yeah. Yeah. That's what Janis Joplin's will stipulated that twenty-five hundred dollars go to throwing a hard partying funeral for her. Fuck yeah. The funeral was held in a popular rock venue. She used have shows at, and many of her musician friends performed. The 300 attendees got drunk and partied hard. The invitations to the event read, Drinks are on Pearl, a reference to Joplin's nickname, and and an estimated 300 guests were in attendance. The Wake was held at Lion's Share, a popular rock venue in San Anselmo, California, which had hosted many of Joplin's gigs, and several of her musician friends, including the Grateful Dead, performed in her honor. Aww. Right? She's the this one I'm going to have to send you because I like the picture. Yes, please. Okay, so in 1749, the Duke of Portland and Earl of Chesterfield made a bet that they could advertise something impossible and fools would pay for it. Ooh. Fools? Okay, so in 1749, a stage show was advertised. A where? A what? Was advertised where a man would squeeze his body into a wine bottle. What? It was a bet between the Duke of Portland and the Earl of Chesterfield that they could advertise something impossible and get fools to pay for it. The sold-out theater rioted when no performer showed up. The Bottle Conjurer was the stage name given to an anonymous theatrical performer. Advertised to appear at the Haymarket Theater in England on January 16, 1749. While on stage, the acrobat was to have placed his body inside an empty wine bottle in full view of the audience. Following a non-appearance, appearance, the audience rioted and gutted the theater. 
gutted it. Sorry, I, I found that. See, again, information that it's just going to be in your brain and you can either absorb it or shit it. I don't care. Um, in 1719, John Law offered prisoners in Paris freedom in exchange for marrying a prostitute and moving to Louisiana. <laughs> in that's where them prostitutes goes down, Louisiana. In 1719, prisoners in Paris were offered freedom at the condition they would marry a prostitute and move to Louisiana. Anyone who agreed to the bargain was shackled together until they boarded a ship to sail to the Gulf Coast. Unfortunately, when people arrived in Louisiana, they had little provisions and no shelter. John Law desperately... To, oh, wow, they didn't write this that well. So John Law, I'm assuming, desperate to prove that his Louisiana territory was profitable, both the influx of criminals and other less-than-ideal immigrants. Many of the well-to-be immigrants who had come in an attempt to shape the new colony found themselves packing up and moving to New Orleans. In 1720, John Law was relieved of his position and forced to flee to Brussels. Brussels. He later moved to Venice and made a living off of gambling until his death. Oh, silly man. In 1942... <coughs> Joe Lewis, an African-American professional boxer, volunteered to fight in the war. Okay. When world champion boxer Joe Lewis voluntarily joined the U.S. Army in 1942, he was asked about his decision to enter the then racially segregated organization. He replied, lots of things wrong with America, but Hitler ain't going to fix them. He is widely regarded as the first person of African-American descent to achieve the status of a nationwide hero within the United States. Hell yeah. And it was also a focal point of anti-Nazi sentiment leading up to and during World War II. Mike he Trump. was instrumental in integrating the game of golf, breaking the sports color, bar color barrier in America by appearing under a sponsor's exemption in a PGA event in 1952. 1952 was the year my parents were born. Just the other day, you know. Yes, it was, was a Tuesday. Ten years. <laughs> it's always a Tuesday. <laughs> in 1967, I believe this is my last one. Just kidding, it's not. Ha 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 ha. Had you fooled. In 1967, Muhammad oh, Ali was stripped of his heavyweight title and his passport revoked and faced a five-year prison term for refusing to serve in the U.S. Armed Forces at the height of the Vietnam War. Whoa. He was 29 to 0, and he was forcibly sidelined at the peak of his abilities. What's 29 to 0? 29, that means he's 29 and 0. He's undefeated. That's oh, how many okay. wins he has. Okay. Well, that made sense when you said it like that, but when I have 29-0, it doesn't make sense. 29 and 0. Brain. Thank you for clarifying. Undefeated. R.I.P. I apologize that I didn't know that, you guys, and I... We're not really huge boxing fans, but I, I at no, least know that. But but now I feel like a complete fucking <laughs> dumb moss, and like, it's fine. It's all right. We're too The Supreme Court eventually reversed... <laughs> Sorry. It, it, it is what it is. Okay. The Supreme Court eventually reversed the conviction. 8-0. I don't know. 8-0-0. But he <laughs> endured scorn and lost millions at the peak of his abilities. Oof. After retirement, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's syndrome. Aww, yeah. Died yeah. Ali became a martyr to some and others an advertisement for the abolition of the sport. To others still, he was an example of bravery and persistence in the face of disease as he continued to champion peace and children's causes, traveling extensively when called upon to promote understanding between East and West Muslims and Christians. Thank you very much for doing that.
Okay. Mm-hmm. The legend of half hang it Maggie. I thought you were gonna say half ass. Half ass Maggie. Oh, I have a bet from the Mag- Ma- Okay. It's fine. See? Nope. I am contagious. In 1724, Margaret Dixon was hanged, but later found still alive. Whoa! <laughs> she then was allowed to go free because under Scott's law, her punishment had been carried out. Only later were the words, until dead, added to the sentence of hanging. Maggie was sentenced to hanging after committing infanticide on her illegitimate child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tradition has it that while in the Tollbooth jail, Maggie seduced her hangman and he loosened the rope to let her survive. However, it happened she lived. She then became famous okay. in Edinburgh and beyond and gained the nickname Half Hanged Maggie. And that, my friends, is the end of my rabbit hole. Crazy information for your brain that you can choose to keep or dismiss. <laughs> what? Sorry, my best friend. I don't know if she listened to my podcast, and she's probably not gonna be thrilled that I said this, but it's funny and it's happening right now. So she's at work, and she's like, "I literally, I'm just sitting here, just chilling, because I don't have a whole lot to do." And she's like, "I'm sitting on a, a piece, a pile of papers to m- help them make flat." And I'm like, "Yeah, with your flat ass." <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "The truth, though." <laughs> Shannon, I'm sorry if you listen to this. I love you so much. It's alright, Shannon. And your flat ass. Um. No, she's that's my, that's my PIC. That's that's my girl. Mm-hmm. Oh man, what a doozy! That was cool. I'm like, I just ugh, the whole murder of the infant thing is just sitting in my head right now. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, it's okay. It's just like, oh, like I sit here and like, cause I'm still not in my third or my second trimester. Oh god, third my trimester. That's not till like summer. <laughs> um, yeah. Send your good vibes, guys. I'm going to be pregnant all through summer. She's going to be pregnant for a while. For a hot while. Mm-hmm. By the time this comes out, it'll be Tuesday, so Wednesdays are when my weeks are. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, I conceived on a Wednesday. Um, maybe. I don't know if that means that. But, yeah. Wednesday, I, I will it. be 11 <laughs> weeks. Nice. Yes. Only don't want to think about it because because of reasons. The circumstances of yeah. this immaculate conception. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's my story and I'm sticking to it. Um, hey, where can you find us? Um, you can find us on the Facebook. Um, we just have a page. I've been considering making a group because I think that would be maybe m- m- better because it's easier. Know. Should we do a group, guys? Okay. Do okay. you guys okay. want okay. a group? And we'll put it um, in our Facebook page because we've had a lot of interaction. We have. And it's been pretty fucking crazy. And me and Shauna just, like, send pictures of how many engagements we've had, like, and people visiting our page. And it just, like, we're, like, mind blown. Like, holy crap, that's a lot of humans. Yeah. Uh, like and Especially when people talk about how Facebook is failing and people are leaving. Well, not bitch where so we're doing all right so yeah. appreciate you so yeah facebook um bloody babbles podcast page uh instagram is the same bloody babbles podcast that's where we usually post all the pictures of the cases that we discuss and um sometimes funny memes too i've been trying to be better about that Dude, can I start a lot interrupt. of people interact on there i hadn't been on facebook in so long that yesterday because yesterday was six years nine months yeah. Uh, I sober. To, guys. Yeah, sober. Um, um I wanted to I'm like, well I haven't been on I have no idea how to add pictures on that fucking thing anymore. I'm like, I don't know how this works. It's nuts. And my stepmom knows how to do it. I'm like, Well what? Teach me what do it? Like how am I 
I have no idea. So me and Instagram, I just go and I check out people that I follow, kind of. Once in a while, I check it out. Yeah, they the they change the whole dynamic I on Instagram. I don't have any idea how it works anymore. <laughs> like, the plus is up at the top of the page now when you want to add to your feed. And then, oh, like, Twitter, because okay. our Twitter is at Bloody Babbles. Um, we have over 1,300 followers. We're, we're coming up on 1,400 real fast. There's... So many different podcasts that we follow on there. We love you, Tweeties. I do love my Tweet family. I mean, Auntie Gay, thank you yeah. for this episode because um, it's by you, Much for you, obliged. from you. Yes. Yes. Um, if you guys feel like you want to email us, uh, G or Gmail. Gmail. Gmail, Chris, that'd be great. Gmail, Chris, that'd be great. Bloody Babbles Podcast at gmail.com. Um, if you want to, yeah, like uh, people message me on Twitter, like. So that's not, that doesn't bother me. Um, Facebook, we get all your messages too. Um, Instagram, I get everything. And then, haven't really got emails yet, but we'll get there one day. It's there. Um, I do a lot of interacting because we always, you know, we throw in a promo of some of my pod friends. I put them on at the end of every episode. Um, I know some of them put them in the middle or some are like, hey, we're going to play this promo right now. But I always just throw, I throw them at the end. I feel like that's just, that's rude. No, I put them at the end because there are some really cool podcasts out there. I just got to keep my lineup to where I don't put, like, the same person, like, back to back to back. Because I've been nervous about doing that. But, yeah, I've got some wicked cool podcast friends that aren't true crime related. So, if you want to branch out, I don't know who I'll be putting on there this time. Um, But then, um, I mean, we have our Patreon. um, That's up. <laughs> I haven't done a whole lot with it, and I plan to. I have stories ready. I have four different cases on there, and I really want us to do that live. But I'm getting ready to be finally moving um, back to the, my parents' house, and me and Shauna will be in the same town, so it'll be easy for us to go and like ditch my kid at her house and let her play. <laughs> Literally, what's happening right now? Mm-hmm. Um, let him play with his cousins, and then we can come over. And yeah, she's I'm not ditching her kid. I'm ditching my kids too. Yes. So time will. Which is probably why we don't speak well, because, like, we're always around children. Yeah. I'm being raised by a four-year-old, and soon an <laughs> infant is going to be in the in the loop, too. So, that'll... So, yeah, in August, things will be a little bit different. Um, we're going to try to plan for that. Though, yes. So. Probably going to do a lot of recording ahead. Yep. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like us, review us on... Uh, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, because I know we have a lot of Apple listeners... I don't think you can do that on Pandora, but uh, we've had a lot of people who are, like, excited we're on Pandora. So, if you don't know that, we are on Pandora. Pandora. iHeartRadio. We're on so many different. Stitcher. We're on yeah, Spotify. Uh, but you can anywhere you can listen to podcasts. podcasts. Yep. However you're listening to it now, obviously yeah. we're on it. Yes. So exactly. Love you Keep so listening. much. Um, Subscribe. I'm so glad this episode on the or the sound on this episode is not going to be what it was last week because that was an atrocity and yeah, we just and didn't have time to re-record it yeah. and I'm like and we couldn't fix it. We had I no tried, so it. I sat here for like 45 minutes trying mm-hmm. to fix it. It mm-hmm. was a late late night for us, yeah. Um, but yeah. So podchaser.com uh, slash Bloody Babbles Podcast. You can go rate and review us there. Um, we got some really sweet uh, feedback from so many people and. We have two one-star ratings now on Apple Podcasts, and I'm just like, I just wish you would tell me why. <laughs> hey, and we have bracelets. We'll, we'll put, whether we yeah. do it this time or sooner than later. Yeah, we do um, have bracelets. Let's, let's take a picture of our bracelets, and we could just see yeah. if people would like to order them, and yeah. we can do that. Yeah, we definitely, yeah, we'll ship them out, um, and then... We have a lot. 
Because, I mean, and uh, we haven't really talked about it, but, like, we both have, we're both going to have P.O. boxes, so if you guys end up wanting to, like, write into us oh, or anything, yeah, yeah. too, like that, that way it doesn't, like, completely triangulate where we live. Right. <laughs> it is what it is. So, it but we, yeah, that's all we have is P.O. boxes here in the town that we live in, as if we haven't said it before, but I try not to, as after my house got broken into, I'm a little bit more careful, but, yeah, I think that that's a whole other story, so... Yeah. All right, my beautiful Babylonians, um, we love you so much. Yes, thanks for tuning and, in. Um, if you have friends in Connecticut or Delaware or Montana or Wyoming, tell them to just come listen to an episode so we can get <laughs> into all the Tell them to listen to this one because we just shouted them out. Yes. Call them I love them you, well, Montana. I love you, Wyoming. I love you, Connecticut. And I love saying Delaware. So, please. Hi. You know I'm what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find Delaware. a Delaware case. No, you need to find the snippet from Wayne's World and just do that. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is Hi, I'm in Delaware. Delaware. Okay. <laughs> when I find a Delaware case, we're gonna play that clip. Okay. Okay, until next time, you beautiful human. Babylon. What's good people? This is your boy Big Bruh. I'm the host of Live with Big Bruh, a podcast where I keep it raw, uncut, uncensored, and unfiltered. Always keeping it 100 and giving you guys my opinion on topics that you need to go check out. Live with Big Bruh is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, or wherever else you like to listen to your favorite podcast. Make sure you go subscribe, rate, and share it. And while you're at it, tell your friends tell their friends to do the same thing you can find me on instagram facebook or twitter at live with big bruh and remember they can hold you but they can't stop you big bruh out